From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings. As of our deadline, the most current COVID report confirmed four cases of the Omicron variant with another 23 suspected. The premier over the weekend noted some seven of these had no travel history, raising concerns about the possibility of local transmission of the new variant, which is known to be highly transmissible. At last week's press conference, the premier and his team asked people to reconsider large public gatherings. All of us, when it comes to socializing, we should think twice. Do I really need to gather? Do I need to go out in that large group of people? Also over the weekend, the chief medical officer issued an emergency order canceling a large event that apparently was already underway at the Lions Center. At the most recent government press briefing, Health and Wellness Minister, the Honorable Sabrina Turner, provided an update on the setup of the field hospital. It is waiting for its final inspection and approval by the regulatory authorities to ensure that this facility is safe for care and treatment of patients and medical staff. We anticipate those approval practically in a matter of days. Radio Command has reached out to the ministry to see whether those final approvals have occurred. The Family Life Center will provide a home for the field hospital, which is expected to provide between 70 and 80 beds, expanding options for care for COVID patients. I want to take this opportunity to also thank um, the Cayman Islands Regiment, who played a significant part in practically allowing us to set this up in record time. Kudos to them, and it just shows uh, joint partnership and what we can do with as much hands on deck as possible. In terms of additional options, the health minister has confirmed an agreement with Jasmine, formerly known as Cayman Hospice Care, to use its facilities if needed. Land deals and funds reallocation. Lots going on during Cabinet's recent meeting. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. On December 10th, Cabinet spent a large portion of the meeting approving the reallocation of funding from identified savings within several departments. This included within Judicial Administration, totaling $1.8 million, within the Ministry of Tourism and Transport of $250,000, within the Ministry of Home Affairs and the Ministry of District Administration and Lands, totaling $800,000, from the Ministry of Home Affairs to the Ministry of District Administration and Lands of $5.6 million, from the Ministry of Home Affairs to the Ministry of Youth, Sports, Culture and Heritage, totaling 417000 and within the Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development of just over $3.3 million. Cabinet also confirmed the purchase of seafront land in Cayman Brac, an area in Little Cayman, as well as a portion of land in East End. The group gave the green light for the 2022 statistical publication and dissemination of calendars and appointed Natisha Nicole Ramroop as Deputy Chair of the National Pensions Board. Robert Scotland and Adrian Seals were appointed as chair and vice chair of the Cayman Islands Cadet Corps Committee. At this meeting, Cabinet also issued the directive that requires travelers to cover the cost of their own PCR test for travel purposes. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Cayman Airways is once again servicing New York. Over the weekend, the country welcomed KX Flight 793 from JFK Airport, marking the resumption of the route for the first time since Cayman's borders closed in March 2020. On the flight deck of the National Airlines' newest Boeing 737-8 jet, VPCIY, which went into service in April this year, were Captain Jeff Miller and First Officer Roy McLaren. According to Cayman Airways, the JFK Grand Cayman route will run four times a week through December 31st. A three-day-a-week schedule appears set for January. For more information, head to CaymanAirways.com. The pandemic continues to impact several government services, including vehicle licensing. There were a total of 735 temporary place issues back in September due to 
the global pandemic and the timeline on ordering plates, uh, that caused us to run out despite the fact that we had the order in some three months prior. Director of the Department of Vehicle and Drivers Licensing, David Dixon, told lawmakers in the House recently the plates were en route to Grand Cayman and unfortunately were sent to another jurisdiction, causing further delay. However, the plates had arrived by the time he addressed Finance Committee in early December. We received 37,550 permanent license plates. Those made into production immediately and the temporary plates ceased. And we have a program in place where we'll be recalling those owners of those vehicles to have their plates changed out for the permanent ones. In addition, there have been more than 29,000 vehicles replated since 2016. We have a total of 4,900 left to be replated by June of next year. Part of the 37,550 plates we receive will form part of that replating and is to be completed by June 2022. Again, we will have a Saturday program to do the swap out of those plates. In 2017, the DVDL rolled out online services, with about 6% of its business being taken care of through the website. Mr. Dixon says the DVDL is now seeing about 20% of its operations handled online. That's more than $2 million worth of services. Despite hotels and restaurants continuing to take a hit, overall economic activity grew in the first half of the year. More from Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. In the recently released Cayman Islands semi-annual economic report, the Economics and Statistics Office says economic activity in the Cayman Islands is estimated to have increased by 1.4 percent in the first six months of the year. The ESO says growth was largely driven by increased output in the construction, business activities, government services, and real estate sectors, with the construction sector growing by 13 percent, business services by 4.5 percent. The financing and insurance services sector, which remains the largest contributor to the gross domestic product, grew by an estimated 3.2 percent for the first six months of the year. On the flip side, economic activity continued to be negatively impacted by the closure of the borders, which led to a, quote, significant decline in the hotels and restaurant sector. According to the report, central government reported an overall surplus of $127.1 million in the first six months of the year. This resulted from revenue of $580 million and expenditure of $452 million. The central government's outstanding debt fell and settled at $232 million as of June. That's lower than the $266 million recorded at the same month last year. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. You can find the full report online at ESO.KY. In addition to economic activity, the semi-annual economic report also shows that the number of civil servants employed by the Cayman Islands central government rose to 4,428. Caymanian and non-Caymanian employment increased by 232 and 38 respectively, Caymanians accounting for just under 72 percent of the civil service. Also during the same period, the number of work permits issued in the Cayman Islands rose to just over 26,000 by the end of June. The number of work permits rose after a sharp drop in 2020 of permits needed in the tourism industry during the last two weeks of March 2020. That was due to the COVID-19 border closure. When compared to the end of March this year, the number of work permits increased by 4.7 percent. Concerns about COVID have led to some changes this Christmas for the Spot Bay Committee and their traditional celebrations. Committee Chair Liz Walton-Thompson. We have taken the worrisome community spread of this horrible pandemic and the threat of the new variant into consideration and in order to mitigate risk, to remain safe and act responsibly as community leaders. Traditionally, the committee visits with seniors in the community as they deliver gift baskets, but this year they had to leave those baskets on the porch and observe strict COVID safety protocols. This was indeed a big blow as we cherished the time spent with these seniors 
and past Christmas time. The Spot Bay Committee will still be hosting its annual Singspiration event, which is now in its 51st year. It will be at 7.30 p.m. on Christmas night on the porch of the Old Church of God Full Gospel Hall, followed by a fireworks display and light refreshments on the grounds of Spot Bay Park. Mrs. Walton Thompson says they've moved the Sunday Boxing Day Christmas candlelight carol service from Bethel Baptist Church to the porch of Church of God Full Gospel Hall so that people can either sit within the privacy of their cars or on chairs provided in the open air at a safe social distance. There are also some changes to the children's party at Tiger Bay at 4 p.m. on the holiday Monday. They're foregoing the games and activities this year. Santa will be in attendance and children will safely be allowed to stand in single file to receive their gifts and a prepackaged snack and candy for takeout. And finally, the committee decided to cancel the famous Cistern Top adult party at Miss Viva's out of an abundance of caution. Christmas of yesteryears will be reenacted once again at Miss Lassie's house. Radio Cayman's Felisa Rankin-Sollins has more. The Cayman National Cultural Foundation is bringing Old Cayman to life tomorrow, December 21st, at Miss Lassie's home, also known as Mind's Eye. CNCF staff and volunteers will reenact various cultural traditions once practiced during the holiday season years ago by Caymanians before us. From sunrise to noon, they will mix white limes to dress the house in a fresh new coat for the holidays, back sand in traditional Caymanian thatch baskets and arrange it in neat piles, spread and brush the sand with rosemary brooms, pull weeds and perform any other necessary maintenance on the structure and compound. Gladwin K. Bush, Miss Lassie, was a fourth-generation Caymanian who started painting at the age of 62 after what she describes as a visionary experience. Her home was vested in the Cultural Foundation after her death in 2009 by her son. CNCF continues to restore and preserve the artist's home for the people of the Cayman Islands to, as they put it, experience an embodiment of their cultural and artistic heritage, to keep alive the memory of the artist as a national cultural treasure, and by its use, to educate, promote, develop, and research Caymanian and intuitive art, culture, and heritage. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. For more information about Miss Lassie's house or to book a tour, contact Virginia Foster at vfoster at artscayman.org. You can also call 949-5477 or visit artscayman.org. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.